Hey guys, welcome back to Mostly Balanced with Mia and Carly. Hi everyone, welcome back. We have some good listener questions to get into today. I feel like the past week flew by. It feels like we were just recording our last episode. I know. We were just chatting about this. I feel like this last week was like another week where we had a lot of themes. Like we had a lot of people asking about similar topics and we did get a lot of longer questions in the DMs, Mm -hmm. which we love. So we're going to dive into a couple of those today. Yeah. And I think a lot of the questions were so relatable. We shared one last week that was relatable on a level, but pretty extreme. But all of these were like touching on things that I've heard so many times, like conversations and arguments around money and feeling like you were so into a guy at the end of the date, but they weren't. So I think it's just such relatable questions. Yeah. Oh my God. The money thing. I feel like actually, yeah, I was just talking to Sean about how I feel like we need to have another because we had an episode with a money coach. And we talked a lot about conversations that you should have about money with your partner, especially before moving in and before getting engaged and before getting married. And we can link that in the show notes that episode. But I feel like we need to talk about it again, because we did that question box a few weeks ago about like topics that you're walking on eggshells about like around in your Mm -hmm. relationship. And everybody said money, it was literally all money or an ex or there was one other one that was like very common, but money was like overwhelmingly the number one thing that people were walking on eggshells about. I mean, money is the number one, I'm pretty sure the number one topic that people in relationships get into fights about and have disagreements about and could if you're not on the same page, and you don't have a very open communication about that, it could very much be like a detrimental issue for your relationship. Yeah. And it's one of those things that I feel like you could bring it up as early as you want. Like, I feel like it can't hurt to talk about it early on in the relationship. But if you haven't had the conversations, like moving in together is the absolute like latest that you should wait to have those conversations because that's, yeah. I mean, and that's also when it comes up naturally, I imagine, because you're thinking about like what you can afford and you also have to like gather all the like documents for applying and everything like that. Right. But I think we have a post from a while ago. That's conversations to have about money. Yes. Yes, we do. We Maybe we'll repost re- it. That. Yeah. And it's something that you don't just talk about once. It's And I think the reason it is something that we recommend talking about like as soon as possible and definitely when you move in is because a conversation about money and your finances and your goals and retirement, like this conversation is going to be everlasting throughout your relationship. So you might as well get comfortable talking about it and get on the same page and just make it kind of like how we say about sex. Like the more comfortable you become talking about it, the better it will just be for your relationship. So yeah, same with it. I totally agree. And actually, this is reminding me that one of the questions we have today is related to money. We didn't even plan this, but this is a great segue into it. So I can read the first question. This one came through in a DM last week. And it is on the topic of money causing issues in relationships. So this person said, my partner makes three to 4k figures, and I only make one to 2k and have to work double to make ends meet while he spends on expensive items. What's the best route on financial discussion, which is the root of the relationship issue? He asks me almost each month for 1k to 2k amounts on things and never less than 50 to $25. I'm wondering if this person, I'm pausing because I wonder if this person is like from somewhere else because these like numbers I feel like are confusing to me. Yeah. Is this confusing to you? Like I don't, shouldn't need to say the K. Like my partner only makes three to four figures. I make one to two. Yeah. But I'm wondering if maybe she means like her, the paychecks, like his paychecks are three to four K. I'm not sure, but I'll carry (laughs) on. So he, (laughs) he asks me almost each month for 1K to 2K amounts on things and never less than 50 to $25. And I have yet to ask him for anything in our five month relationship. When I tell him no, or I don't want to, he tosses that I'm just being selfish or hard headed. He's a really nice guy, but the money issue is taxing him and I him constantly asking me and 
and me not wanting to butch. So this is like worded a little bit strange. And I feel like, again, like I honestly think this person is maybe from somewhere different. So there's, it's just like a little bit lost in translation, but the basic, the the moral of the story here is that she makes, it seems like like half of what he makes and he still wants to do expensive things. And maybe like what I'm guessing is that he wants to like split these things. So he's always wanting her to put in like the same amount that he's putting in and it's outside of her budget. And she doesn't know how to communicate it without seeming like she's being like difficult or he has to sacrifice the things that he wants because she doesn't make as much. So I don't know like how I would approach this. I think there's a few things to consider here because it sounds like in this relationship, these conversations are coming up as like reactive to the issue. Like he is asking her for these amounts. And I don't know if it's something that like they've already agreed to like go to a show or go on vacation or go to dinner. And then afterwards, he's coming to her and asking for them to split. I feel these conversations should happen earlier of like making sure that you can afford and have the bandwidth to like do the same activities and things that you want to do. It's interesting that he's calling her selfish as well, because I don't think it's selfish for someone to say this is outside of my outside of my budget. And I, I really I can't afford to split this with you or I just don't have that amount of money to share with you like give you this month. But I'm wondering if he's getting the impression she enjoys the lifestyle that they're having together. And like she's enjoying the dates they're going on or things they're doing or things they're buying for their apartment. I don't I'm just making up random things that could be a reason these couples are splitting thousands of dollars worth of stuff. So I understand that. Like, and that's a deeper conversation of like, you're enjoying all this, but you don't want to contribute. So the moral of the story for me is they need to kind of just get on the same page and have a very honest conversation about like what their lifestyle is like and how many times are they going to go out and what types of things are they buying and what types of vacations are they going on so they can they need to have kind of a set budget so they know and can operate within those bounds and decide maybe if he's going to contribute more than she is, et cetera, or where they're going to cut back if she can't afford it. Yeah, I totally agree. I'm wondering because she says, I've yet to ask him for anything in our five-month relationship. So that's like the one thing that I'm like, this is kind of weird. Like, is he literally asking her for money? Because if that's the case, then like, just break up with this person. Like, you right. should not be giving your boyfriend a five months money. Yeah. That just <laughs> The wording was like Tinder swindler. Yeah, I was like, is this guy right? just trying to take her money? But I like, I've heard, I do the way I read the whole thing. I do feel like it's like a, just a scenario where it's worded strangely or, or like it's, yeah, a difference in the way we're like interpreting it. But I do agree. I think that like the most important things to talk about. And like I said earlier, these are things you can talk about early on in a relationship is like what you guys like to spend like where you guys do like to splurge like you said like think about the what you're gonna the types of dinners you're gonna be going out to or the trips you're gonna be going on and that can be different like it probably will be different there's probably a lot of relationships where one person like loves to splurge on fancy dinners and the other person is like perfectly Mm -hmm. fine cooking dinner at home every night but loves to go on like a monthly vacation or like whatever it is And so that's somewhere where like, it's fine for you guys to be like on separate pages, but you have to find somewhere to meet in the middle. And I personally think like you should kind of always meet closer to the person who makes less because then like, otherwise it's just always going to be like an issue because that person is always going to feel like they're stretched beyond their means or like they're relying on you. Like it's, I think it's nice for the person who makes more if they want to do these like nicer things or buy nicer things that they contribute a little bit more, especially because it's them that wants to do it. I personally would like be really annoyed if I had someone I was dating who was making double my salary and they were planning all these things and then turning to me and asking me for half of the money. Right. 
No, I completely agree. And I don't think it's ever too early in a relationship to be really practical. And I know like going out on dates and planning spontaneous activities, like that's fun and romantic and like great for early dating. But I understand that having the conversation that's like very practical and we have to budget and let's think about how many times per month we're going on a, out to dinner. Like that does take a little of the excitement out of it, but it's important. It's really important. And I think that conversation does still matter whether you're dating or even or married I think you should always be on the same page as each other in terms of like what lifestyle we're having and how many times we're going to go out to dinner and who's contributing and who's contributing for what and making sure that those like lines of communication are always open yeah and I think you're right that it sounds like they're only communicating about it in the moment when these things are happening like when he is asking her to do these things And I feel like that's normal. Like I'm definitely guilty of kind of just Mm -hmm. knowing it'll come up eventually. And that's when I can talk about it. Like I just said earlier that these conversations come up when you move in together. Like I think this is a scenario when you need to like take dedicated time to just tell him, listen, like exactly what she said, like that he's a really nice guy and she's really enjoying dating him. But the money issue is taxing on the relationship. And she wants him to know that she likes doing these things, but she doesn't have it in her budget right now. So maybe they can kind of like, dial it back. And it's not out of selfishness. It's out of the fact that she doesn't, that's not the lifestyle that she is equipped to have right now, or even like maybe that she wants, like it doesn't sound like she really wants these things. Right. And I think that's totally, that's a good good thing to say as well, because sometimes I think in relationships, you spend more like plan all of these fun things because you think the person wants it, or you think they expect it. And you're not like holding up your own, you know, you're not being a good partner to them or so like you're not yeah so I think it's nice for the person to hear like no I actually like love staying in or doing this or that so it's just getting on the same page yeah and the last thing that I'll say is that like it can be it sounds like they've already had the most uncomfortable part of the conversation because it can be really uncomfortable to like share what you make and find out what the other person makes but she knows what they both make I'm like wondering if maybe he doesn't know what she makes and she only knows what he makes. But that's like the part that I feel like is like stressful sometimes. So I think that it's good that like that's out there. But now it might need to just be like verbalized even more. I think it like just needs to like kind of put it into context for him because he's not used to that, like maybe that salary that you're making. So this was a really good question. We definitely will have someone on to talk more about about money and some of those conversations you can have early on and just like natural ways to bring it up because you don't always want to wait until the conversation is forced on you. Mm -hmm. I agree. This next question we got, I think is very relatable as well. So she said, first date with a guy was so good. Our values and intentions aligned perfectly and conversation flowed easily. I was completely shocked to hear he doesn't have interest in a second date. He said he just didn't feel it. How do I ask for another date? I'm so bummed. So I spent like yeah, two Yeah, I really things. feel bad for this person. <laughs> Me too. But it's like two things that are really important are happening here. One, that feeling of like you had great chemistry and a spark was there and you leave a date feeling so confident and it doesn't necessarily mean they're a match or it doesn't necessarily mean you're special because there was a spark here because some people are sparky. We've said that a lot. And two, wanting to Mm. change someone's mind when it comes to dating. Yeah. What are your thoughts? You're never going to change their mind. Yeah. Like, or even if you do, it's just not a good, I don't think it's a good thing. Like maybe, you know, that like one person who like convinced somebody that the relationship was right when they didn't think so initially. But I really do think that's like a scenario where that's the exception. We don't like to say like a rule, but it's just not 
it's not worth it. Like I was just having a conversation about like a similar topic the other day that like, there's just so many people out there that like, especially if you're like on a dating app, you can just find somebody else. Like there, sometimes it feels like sometimes you're approaching it with like the mindset of lack and there's like not, not Mm -hmm. enough options there, but like there could be like a slew of people and even in your matches or that you haven't matched with yet that are going to feel it when you go out and they're going to want to go out on another date. So like even putting any energy into wondering how you ask this person for another date or like how to convince them otherwise or texting them back or like thinking about this text or this first date anymore is just taking away from energy you could be putting into somebody who's going to actually want to go out out with you. So I've been guilty of it before too, where like you just spend too much time thinking about something because you, you had the best date and you think that there's so much potential if they only could like, know or if they only gave it another chance or if the timing was different and you just have to switch your mindset and think like, wow, yeah, there's so many other people out there. Like, this is great that I was able to have this like spark and have like a fun date that like proves that I can find somebody to have that with the next time. Maybe the person will feel it back because this person probably, like you said, like is a sparky person and they feel that like fun energy on every date they go on. So it's not like not to like minimize your experience, but like that's why you're so surprised and completely shocked because to you, maybe that's a rare feeling because it takes a lot for you to like somebody, but for them, maybe they just like shine it on and have that personality and they're just used to having a fun date. And there's whatever else is going on that made them not want to have a second one. It's no reflection of you. It's just a reflection of like what they're looking for right now. Yes, I totally agree. And I think it was one date. It was a few hours. And I yeah. love what you said. The fact that you had it, great. And I to- I completely relate to like not feeling the spark, not having chemistry with so many dates. So I understand why it's like so exciting if you do go out on a date and you have so much fun and you're really attracted to someone and you leave feeling excited because that's rare. But it's not like this was three months in and now starting off from the drawing board, like you found someone likely on an app or you can again and be able to find that again. And I agree. It's there's no point. And it's like love actually like standing in front of someone with all those I picture like, yeah, (laughs) standing in front of the girl's house with all of those like romantic gesture and convincing someone otherwise but I also I don't know if like his excuse might just be I didn't feel it there could be a million other things going on this person was likely a stranger before this date like he maybe he was going on a fourth date with someone else the day after and decided to focus on being with her maybe he Maybe you were like a rebound and he broke up with someone two weeks ago and just like wanted to get out there and have a fun yeah. night. Like you just don't know the circumstances. And I don't think it's worth trying to prove your point or like sell yourself to someone or pitch yourself to someone as go out on a second date with me because you'll find someone who really wants to. Yeah, I totally agree. But I will say, I like, I feel like it's an important thing to say that I feel like might help this person is that like, I don't necessarily, we're saying that it's not worth like convincing them to go out again. And I totally agree with that. That doesn't mean that we think that this guy's making the right decision by not going out with you again. Like, I feel like if this was, if this guy was telling us <laughs> like, oh, I had like a date and that conversation went really well, but I just like wasn't feeling it. So I'm not going to go out again. We would say like, no, go out again. Like give it another try. Like, I feel like this guy like should be giving it another try. I feel like this guy is probably operating from like a 
too like too right. much in the opposite direction of like there's so many options out there I'll find something that's like a little bit better so it's like how do people like meet in the middle right. of that he probably should like not like you said he probably could have like someone else maybe that he like just started dating or there's like a million reasons why he doesn't want to but it also could just be that he's like lazy or he thinks that there's somebody like that maybe it's gonna like check one additional box and I don't think that's the mindset to go about yeah. either I think it's like yeah wavering on like in like the middle of those two of realizing there are like plenty of options don't settle for somebody who's not super excited for you but also realizing that like maybe you're not feeling it after one date but if you also did have a fun time like go out a second time and see if like maybe you will start to feel it a little more and I'm also not one for such blanketed rules so if this girl's like really thinking about this guy nonstop and wants to shoot her shot another time like let's play that out like what could that text message be to this guy I just don't think there's anything to say that's going to make someone go out with you where you're not going to feel like you're forcing someone but there's no harm in her sending a message to just reinforce like bummed to hear that I really had a great time was looking forward to like I don't know what maybe something you talked about on that date I don't really recommend this but I'm interested if you like want to go out next week or something I don't know I mean yeah what would that message say that's going to make you not feel super uncomfortable and still feel confident in like whatever happens yeah I feel like I would say like Okay, that sucks. I thought it was pretty fun. But yeah, that restaurant wasn't conducive to like a big vibe. Like I'd love to try again somewhere else or something like that. Like I feel like, (laughs) yeah, like I feel like say something like, like, oh, yeah, it's hard to really feel it when you only spend an hour with somebody like would love to maybe try again, like and get drinks this time or something like, say something maybe like, but I would like, first of all, I think like there's this is like literally, we're just like going against everything we just said by giving this advice. But this is honestly only if you're like, literally cannot stop thinking about this person and you think they right. are your absolute soulmate, yeah. then you can send this I message. But that's it. Don't do anything else. If they then still no. say no, don't, don't like, don't continue. Carry on. No, <laughs> I don't recommend it. I wouldn't do it. But like, just I don't even like, has this girl even thought about what that message would say? And is she going to feel happy or comfortable saying that? And I love what you just said. I think that's actually like a great option if you really want to reach out and shoot your shot again. But I'm also thinking about like, whenever I've made a decision to end something with someone, and I have the guts to write out that message and be really honest, I would be so turned off when the message back was like trying to convince <laughs> yeah. trying to convince me <laughs> otherwise, because I I don't know the who, this guy at all. But it, it would take a lot for me to like be really honest and upfront and not be a people pleaser and actually like let someone down when, with a message. So yeah, I'd be like annoyed when someone would push back and like try to tell me like, you're wrong. Yeah, so I would challenge this person to really think about what she thinks made that date so great. And I don't doubt that it was a great date. I'm sure she had a really good time. Like she said, the conversation was flowing, but maybe really try to take a minute and think about what how much of that was because of the other person, like how much about this actual person makes you want to go out with them again. And how much of like what you actually felt was great, could you maybe recreate with someone else? So think about that. And at the same time, go back on the apps and try to match with a few more people. And maybe a week from now, if you still feel like you need to mess this person because you're not excited about anybody else then send some variation of what we said but I think chances are that you're going to realize that there are so many other people out there that this person is just a reminder that you can have a good first date yes perfect I love that (laughs) (laughs) 
The next question we were going to answer is, so this person said, my boyfriend of seven months started to feel more distant over the last week. I just felt like his texts were impersonal and more infrequent. He called me last night and said he's stressed about life and work and that he needs space and he doesn't want to disappoint me. I asked him what space entails and he said he couldn't, and he couldn't really answer me. He said we can still talk, but didn't want to see me this weekend. I'm assuming this is a breakup, but I'm honestly just confused. Any advice? This is so frustrating. Seven months. That's like, it's not like they went out seven times. Like, no, this is horrible. And I, my first thought reading this is just like how different heterosexual men and women are. And I think that might be a generalization. Yeah. <laughs> like we were just talking about this naturally this weekend about how in our past or guys that we've been with anytime something rattles them, like whether it's something related to anything in personal life or work, like if something oh, yeah. <laughs> happens that requires them to like take so much more energy, they they kind of neglect and feel like they can't yeah. be in a relationship because they, if something else is off balance or not going their way or needs a lot of attention, they can't also focus on a relationship or they don't feel like they are the best version of themselves. And I don't know if that's totally what's happening here. The guy says that he's stressed about life and work and that he needs space. Like potentially that is what's happening. So I just think that's interesting because I don't really hear a lot of women yeah. or myself in any past relationships being like, oh my God, I work is insane right now. I can't be in this relationship I've been in for almost a year. Yeah. <laughs> or I, you know, something horrible is going on with my family. I just don't like, I understand the relationship might change, but I often like lean on a relationship yeah. in those situations or lean on whatever stability I have. Whereas I think it's very common to hear that guys kind of run away from, can't feel like they can't give that stable thing the attention if something else is off balance. Yeah. So I, yeah, I feel like I could not agree more with everything you just said. And I also don't want to make like a generalization, but just again, speaking from our experience and people that we know and just what we've seen that I do really think that's the case. And I honestly would say that I think it comes down to the fact that like, I do think a lot of guys, men who are dating women, like they don't want to feel like they're being like, on some level, like they don't want to feel like they need to be taken care of. Like, I feel like they love mm -hmm. when you do little things for them a lot, a lot of the time. And like, like the aspect of being taken care of, like in some scenarios, but to feel like they're like, literally like depending on you, or like you feel like they feel like they need you or you like need to help them they just like don't want that yeah. so again that's like a big generalization but yeah like you said we both dealt with like some forms of it like I dealt with it when I was dating someone who lost their job and I literally felt like why why does that like impact at all the fact that you like <laughs> can have a girlfriend but it was like because right you literally felt like you like couldn't do the things that like he thought I like needed goes to do back to the money and, like, question yeah yeah exactly and so like I think that there are so many things that could be impacting this person feeling this way and feeling like he needs space. And like, that's the, the thing that stood out to me was like, doesn't want to disappoint me. Like that just like, yes, that, I could see why this would make this girl so mad because it's like, it puts it on you. Like yes. he's making this decision for you. And it's like, no, I can be the one who decides if you're disappointing me or like, right. why don't you just let me handle that? And like, it makes you feel like you're the one who's making the decision not to be dating them. Meanwhile, like it's them. Like yes. at least take ownership yes. of the fact that you're the one who's deciding not to be in this relationship. Yes. But I also like, I feel like a lot of people might hear this question and be like, oh, that's such a cop out stress in life and work and he needs space. Like yeah. that's just like, that's such an excuse. I don't, I don't think it necessarily has to be the excuse. It might be real what we're saying, 
but I think it requires like, you need to have a conversation here. It's unfair that you weren't given the chance to make any decision in this relationship, which is a very significant relationship. You've been together for seven months. Like, yeah, it's like over text. It's not fair on the phone. (laughs) It's not fair that she's just not even given the chance to say like, I am here for whatever you're going through. And I'm sorry. And I feel for you that this is a stressful time. Like, totally know that you might not have the energy to like give to the relationship as much as you as you have been but like I'm here for you I'm here to support in any way like lean on me like I I this doesn't bother me like your situation you're not disappointing me yeah so it's unfair she's not given the choice and obviously unfair that he's not even defining what space means yeah and like this person, I think that she would have specified if he like lost his job or if there was like one specific thing. Like, I don't like the how vague it is that he is stressed about life and work. So he needs space. No. Like, that's just like super annoying. And the fact that Might like, be a cop out. he well, and like he kind of like made her bring it up. Like his text started getting impersonal and less frequent. And then she kind of I feel like it seems as if probably he got to the point where he was like, okay, I have to like say something. So I just don't like it just seems like this guy is like too immature or too nervous to actually just like come out and end the relationship. Like she's saying, I'm assuming it's a breakup. Like I also feel like this is a breakup. Mm -hmm. And I honestly think that I again, like I've been in similar situations. And I feel like you have that like shred of hope that like, well, maybe if I just kind of like carry on and keep going, and maybe eventually think the tide will turn back and everything like he's not officially ending it. So let's just like keep it going and see what happens. But like, she's gonna feel so much better in the long run if she's the one that then ends it. Like if she says, and she can say some form of what you said too, like that, like, I don't think you're disappointing me. And like, if you need space or if you want to end it, like, that's fine. But just so you know, like I can, can like help you what you're dealing with. And like, I understand if we can't do like X, Y, and Z or whatever it is. But I think like she tries that. And then if like, he still is kind of like wishy-washy, then she just has to say like, okay, like I do need you to at least like be in the relationship and like enough so that like, I feel like I yes. still a boyfriend like that's not even like this is a situationship she said boyfriend like this is an actual relationship so yeah I do think she should she should just end it like I think he we can still talk but he didn't want to see me this weekend like <laughs> no stop like I feel like that's just it can't be on his like weird terms where he's leaving no. you wondering when this is your actual boyfriend no I agree I I just like thought that possibly this could be it could have been a real situation but I think yeah. everything else in the message points to this person isn't a equipped to like even handle that or be a boyfriend to you like Mm -hmm. I hate that he was passive and that she had to end up bringing up this conversation herself I hate that he can't communicate clearly and can't tell her what space means it's just frustrating and I wouldn't want to be in the position where I'm just being dragged along and left wondering or that he just gets to like move on and never ever have a conversation and you never get an answer or it never officially ends because he's just getting away with his lazy breakup. Yeah, exactly. Um, So good luck. We've definitely both been in similar situations. It's so frustrating, but kind of like similar sentiment to what we said to this last person, even though that was after one date, like there is going to be someone else out there who's not going to even if another relationship ends in the future, like hopefully it's somebody who does it in the right way. Like this is just not it's not good behavior. And it shows that this person probably isn't going to be the best boyfriend long term. So I think it's probably for the best. 
And to think again, like your advice to the other person, like think back to the relationship. Were there signs prior to this that he like, there wasn't strong communication. He didn't do well with talking about emotions. He didn't do well with commitment. He's insecure. He was insecure. He couldn't like have a straightforward conversation. I think oftentimes like something like this will happen and it'll be kind of like, you'll be blindsided. But if you look back, there will be other signs of what was wrong in the relationship or clues <laughs> as to these issues and then you'll kind of know like what to look for in next relationships yeah I totally agree I think let's do one more quick one because somebody asked this question last week and you answered it in our story and I really liked your answer and then we also got a message from somebody who seems to be an exception to your answer so yeah um so this person asked when to give an ultimatum if you've been dating for a while and have discussed marriage oh I didn't see the <laughs> I didn't yeah, see I the rebuttal. I was wondering if you saw it. But do you remember what you said? Because I feel like you gave good yes. advice. I don't agree with ultimatums at all. I understand the desire for someone to give an ultimatum of like, you really want to get engaged. I would love to be engaged by next year. I understand that natural desire to do it, but I just don't think it works. And I don't think it's a good idea. And if it does work, it's for the wrong reasons. And I, I personally like never wanted to do this with Dan and never wanted to bring up this conversation because one, he was married before. So I really wanted him to get there on his own because I wanted him. I wanted to know that he was super excited Mm. and super confident about our relationship. But I just think if you're giving an ultimatum, like how are you going to feel when you actually get proposed to by your deadline? Are you going to feel like, oh my God, validated (laughs) I did it? Or are you going to have any inkling of wondering, is he feeling forced to do this? I just think you want when this moment mm-hmm. happens, it's so special and you're deciding to spend the rest of your lives together and someone's asking you to marry them. You want to know that they got there 100% on their own and not because you forced them. <laughs> and yeah. I think I told the, the girl in my response, like you could totally say what your expectations are. And it's not wrong to have a, a timeline for when you hope things happen in your life. And especially as women and if you want children like there are time limits or time constraints on that so I understand not wanting to wait 10 years to get engaged because you have other plans for your life that you want to start sooner so it's totally valid for you to say that and want it and communicate it but I wouldn't use it as like dangling this in front of them to make them do something if they don't understand and they don't have the same timeline goals as you and they're dragging their feet and they can't make a decision like you're more than welcome to actually leave, but I just wouldn't use it as a reason for them to like propose sooner. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think that most people would agree with that. And it's funny because this person who sent a message about the ultimatum that they gave that worked, um, I feel like it's not, I'll read it to you, but I feel like it's not an ultimatum. Like we can talk more about what this like actually, what I think actually happened here. (laughs) I'll read it first. So then this person's message was funny. She said, it's me. Hi, I'm the problem slash proof that mindful ultimatums can work. So I actually love that she called it a mindful ultimatum. Yeah. She said, I met my now husband when I was 31 and I knew I didn't want to be strung along for more than a year at that point without knowing if it was going to be the real deal. I told him I wanted to know by one year of us dating, if he saw us getting married or we would break up. We got engaged about a year and a half after we first met. My husband now says he's kind of glad I did that because it forced him to really think about our relationship and his future and not just rest on his laurels. I I thought this was like really, yeah, I thought this is, this is not like what we mean by an ultimatum. Like an ultimatum means in my mind, like you've been dating for five years and you're so fed up and you tell them if you don't propose by the end of the year, like we're breaking up. Like, I feel like 
that's kind of like an ultimatum in my mind. But mm-hmm. this is like, you knew what you wanted and what your ideal timeline was when you met this person yes. and you verbalized that early on. And then you said he like a year into it. And then now you're saying a year and a half into it, he proposed and it all worked out. So it doesn't sound like this was like a cut and dry ultimatum that was like verbalized out of like anger or frustration. It was more like you knowing your what you wanted and telling him that and him listening yes. and then carrying on with the relationship. So this is like really healthy in my opinion and just a good example of like good communication early on about what you're looking for. Yeah, I agree. I really love that. I love the mindful ultimatum. And I think that's true. Like she went into the relationship with this. And I I'm not like I know lots of people that ultimatums worked for them. Like people who Mm -hmm. are like, if I'm not engaged by January 1st, 2024, we're breaking up. But I don't think if January 1st, 2024 came around, those relationships would end. I think there would just be a bigger fight and more pressure. And like, I don't know, I think if you like I said, you can totally set your timeline up. And that is a mindful ultimatum. Like, this is what I want for my life. I think by one year, you should know, etc. Like, that's fine. Those are all like knowing your value or knowing your worth and having a timeline for your life and having a plan, which there's nothing wrong with. And just leave if you really, if you don't get what you want. Yeah. And she even said, like, I told him I wanted to know by one year of us dating if he saw us getting married. It wasn't like he had to propose. It's literally like, I want to know well, <laughs> how you feel. Like, I feel like that should well, be I the case that. in any relationship. Like, I feel like you should want to And I did do that. You did? When I moved in, I said, I'm not, I don't want to move in out of necessity. I really only want to take the step with you knowing that you see a future for us. Like you want to get married again. You will, we will get engaged. We will get married. I'm not like, I didn't ask for a time limit or give a timeline. I just wanted to make sure that we had the same end goal when we moved in together. So I knew it was coming. Yeah. Moving in is like the time to do all those things. We definitely have that on our moving in graphic too, where we have make sure that you're on the same page for what you want for the future. Definitely. You should not move in with somebody if you don't know that you at least both want to get married eventually. Like, but this is not again, a cut and dry ultimatum, but I love the mindful ultimatum. So I'm so glad that person sent us a message. I love getting messages like that. Me too. But yeah, so these are all great questions. We like to keep these longer listener questions for our episodes. So if you have a question you want us to answer, definitely send us a DM. If it's a shorter question, you can put it in our question box, which we put up once a week. And we'll be back next week with a really fun guest. Yes, I'm so excited. And thanks for listening. Send your questions, keep them coming and have a great week. 